You're listening to the Nth Cast. This is episode 44. I'm Josh. I'm JD. 44. That's two fours. Multiple fours in that number. It's not fourfold. No. It's not four score. I feel like it's been four score in seven years since we've recorded an episode. It has felt like that. <sighs> That's okay. It, we, it's going to have to be okay because yeah. there's not anything that we can yeah. do about it. You can't it. change the past. No. So I mean, it's not, happened. I'm Let's not, move on. I'm not McFly. Do, I can't go back. Do we need to discuss it or just be like, this happened? I think we just need to blame it on the blood moon. Yes. Which we haven't been able to see because it's too cloudy here in the Houston area. But we knew it would affect us. And so we wanted to prepare for it by not recording an episode. So we went to go see Black Mass separately. Yes. And on my way home from Black Mass. Did something happen? There were just coyotes roaming the neighborhood. Really? Yes. I like driving. It's like one o'clock in the morning. I'm driving home mm-hmm. and I start to slow down. I see something out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, uh, wait a minute. Slam on the brake, roll down the window, take a look. And yeah, sure enough, it's a coyote in the neighborhood. Wow. And just one? It was just one. That's good. Uh, so I backed up and I chased him. I chased him out of the neighborhood. Oh, you did? Oh, no. I didn't get out of the car. I'll say on foot? No, no. Did you get a hunting knife <laughs> and a tracking, a tracking suit? And you're like, I'm going to go get no, this it, it was weird, though, because at first glance, it you think it's just a normal dog. But yes. they're not. No, you, not at if, all. You, I knew something was off. So anyway, it, this it, is weird. That is weird. I'm going to blame that on the blood moon as you well. You should. They, they're, they're looking for moons and blood. But I knew there wasn't anything to be afraid of because once I started yelling at it, it took off. Mm, it didn't know people were around. Right. That's so, so it don't, wasn't rabbit or so anything. So word of advice, if you ever see a coyote and... It doesn't run away when you go to chase it off. You need to turn around. You need to turn around and run away because Mm -hmm. it's either sick uh, or is really hungry. Yeah. And you're in trouble. It's like when you see polar bears attacking walruses. Something's not right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Something's not right Mm. at all. (laughs) No. They don't normally tangle with those things. Why would you? I don't know. I don't know. I saw it once in a documentary and they're like, yeah, this isn't normal. This polar bear knows it's going to die yeah. either way. Yeah. So we're going to You think you're just hungry? Yeah. You know, and that's a lot of food. You can get a three, oh three ton walrus. Yeah. And you just let, and it's in the ice. You just let it lay there. Yeah. Like, ah, I'm going to eat on this for, I don't know, a month. I'll come back. I'll come back. Yeah. I'll share with all, with all the other polar bears. Oh, you want a taste? Yeah. Have a taste, please. Take a take yeah. a whole half. half. Yeah. Oh, here, have this piece. It's yeah. all fat. Yeah. I'm not. I. <laughs> ugh, I'm not. No. no. I just like the meat. Exactly. I like mine lean and trim that off. Speaking of people being hungry, I think people are hungry to hear more about Black Mass. Okay. So we're going to talk about Black Mass. We are. Uh, we are going to uh, announce the winner of the super fight between Justin Bieber. King Bieber and the Vampire Slayer with his cacti. Uh, What's that one on sidekick. a Segway? One was on a Segway, right? The Vampire Slayer was on a Segway. Okay. And the cactus just, uh, he just had horrible self esteem. <laughs> I mean, why he, wouldn't he? No, why? Yeah. I mean, why? You're a friggin', you're a friggin succulent. Yeah. Why would you not? <laughs> <laughs> He's always depressed because he doesn't get enough rain. 
He just wants rain on him and just wants some water. Well, it can't rain all the time. No. That's depressing. That's and then we may throw in a metal minute. For sure. Uh, you know, we may ask, actually, uh, I've been drinking again. That happens. We may also talk about our favorite crime movies Boy, and crime. favorite Johnny Depp movies as well. Sure. So let's just get right into okay. it. Okay. So Black Mass, what did you think? Overall. 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 Yeah. Enjoyable. Yes. Uh, great acting. Um, yes, the there acting was, was excellent. I had some problems with the storytelling mm. and some of the decisions that they made. Visually um, or story-wise decisions? Movies like this, uh, visually, is usually not too much of a problem. You just want to film it dark. Yeah. You're not, you're not really trying to do anything fancy with camera work. No, there's no uh, need. There shouldn't be any need. Cause no. I feel like if they did the fancy camera tricks, they would be hiding something for sure. Uh, I think if anything, you're going to want to, it, it, so it's all plot and yeah. acting mm-hmm. and dialogue. Know. There's, you're, you're not, you're not trying to cat necessarily. I, although I did feel like they captured Boston well and the different time periods, which, oh, yeah. you know, really didn't skip too much. I'm but. sure all those people had those clothes in their closet. Just, <laughs> for sure. Like, oh, for sweet. Sure. I've been waiting for a chance to bring yes. this suit out. Yes. And here it is. I, I almost wore mine to, uh, since I went to a midnight show, essentially. essentially were you, were you going to dress up? I almost broke out my leisure suit. Uh, I'm so yeah, disappointed that no, you didn't. And I your, should have. And your gold sunglasses? Can you imagine cosplaying to go see a movie like Black Mass? I think we should cosplay every movie we go see from now on. I agree. So since we're going to go see The Martian next, we just need to wear some NASA gear. Yeah, just get a spacesuit hmm. and walk around with a visor down all the time. Or we could go the cheap route and just wear tinfoil. Right. So that the Martians can't read our thoughts. Or we could just wear a suit and say we work for Mission Control. Yes. Yeah. Or or we could wear suits and just go as men in black. Right. Or just wear our normal clothes and say we work in mission control. Or <laughs> not wear any clothes and say that we just escaped from our probing. That's right. Or. I mean, there's so many options. There's okay. so many options. That was a fun game. That was a fun game. It was a fun mm, game. We should always talk about the costumes <laughs> we're going to wear for the movies we're going to see. Uh, I liked Black Mask too. Overall. Okay. Since you you were going to say back to Black Mass, right? I was going to try. Sorry, I jumped all over you. <laughs> so that's all right. Uh, I enjoyed it too. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was terrifying in some parts. And I thought, like you said, the acting was probably the most redeeming quality of the movie. If the performances hadn't been as good, I don't think the film would have been very successful. No, honestly. I don't think it would have worked. Yeah. So basically, Black Mass is the story of James Whitey. Don't call him that. Don't though. call him Whitey. Just Don't, the shit fucking, out you. Don't you fucking call him Whitey. Okay, side. Fucking, the way that Boston people say fucking is just amazing. It's, it's a wicked pisser. <laughs> That's right. is what it is. I don't know what it is, but the, the, way, you do this. the way they say it, it just sounds so much more pure yeah, than the way anybody get, else says it. They eat a lot of baked beans. Yeah. <laughs> Boston that. baked beans. I love baked beans. Boston. They come in that little pot. And lobster. A little crock pot. A lot of lobster. Oh, man. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I uh, felt like I was in a Mark Wahlberg movie there for a second. <laughs> What's up? How's your mother? 
Are you from Southie? <laughs> no, never been to Southie. James Whitey Bulger. And uh, I think it's safe to say that he is one of the most notorious uh, crime lords, bosses, whatever you want to call them. Yes. And, uh, and in, in American history. And a lot of us had heard about him because of America's Most Wanted. Because he yeah. was on the list for a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. So I knew who he was before this movie. Yeah. And he, uh, and he's not, um, you know, when you look at him. Uh, he he doesn't he doesn't seem that imposing. No, I mean because he's old now. Well, but even in the movie, I mean, even back in the day, he's just a, a, a look like an older gentleman. I got a picture of him right here, an older gentleman, uh, kind of balding a little bit, wearing yeah. those big glasses like they used to wear back in the day. The nerd bar. Did, glasses. Does that guy look? I mean, does he look imposing? No, not at all. He looks more like a pedophile than a. But it, yeah, than a gangster. But his story is interesting about how he rose to power as one of the most powerful crime lords in Boston, which is apparently a city known for organized crime. With the mafia. Sure. And this wasn't a story that was centered around the mafia, which is different than a lot of other movies with uh, organized crime. Mm -hmm. A lot of them uh, deal with a mafioso atmosphere. They were kind of aside. They were were more the criminals, like the – not the criminals. They were the opposition. The the competition. Yes. The opposition. Yes. The enemy. Yes. And so uh, uh, Whitey, because he's not going to come get me. Uh, Probably not. He's you, Irish. He might be okay. And it's, uh, what was it? The Winter Hill Gang? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the Winter Hill Gang. So what was, I think, fascinating to me is the fact that here we've got this story based on true events and his rise to power and so that was the main thrust of this movie was how did he rise to power? Yeah, and it's very small time from small time to big time and very innovative. And I think that's the most fascinating thing yeah. about his story is the fact that he decided to partner. Yeah. And that's really the way he felt about it. Sure. Although he would say partner, he was in control the whole time. Yeah. He, he was in control. Uh, but uh, John Connolly was the FBI agent, FBI agent uh, that grew up. They grew up together. Yeah, he was friends in with, South Boston. He was friends with Whitey's brother, right? Which is his younger brother. Yes, um, but he always and apparently every kid in the neighborhood knew who Whitey was and kind of idolized him. Like, oh my gosh, Whitey's awesome! I want to be Whitey, which breeds yeah. a lot of loyalty, a lot of respect. Yeah, and people want to when you're a kid and something like that happens and you feel that kind of loyalty and awe and you feel like the guy helped you out you're going to pay that back when you get older and it's especially true i think they painted a great picture of that being especially true in this neighborhood yes of boston in southie the way that they identify with themselves as being people with a deep sense of honor respect uh, not just family, but to your brothers, yeah. right? And so, it, not just your blood, but you, the the guys that you grew up with, you know, the guys that you were your friends. Those are your blood, your brothers. Yeah. And you don't do anything to break that bond. You don't do anything to jeopardize that. You don't do anything to snitch on anybody. You don't turn your back on anybody. Right. You you help each other out no matter what. Right. Well, it's like the in Goodwill Hunting. When Robin Williams is talking about Matt Damon's character, I wanted to throw in a Fucking Matt. Damon. I wanted to throw in a Matt Damon reference for you. He's like, "Do you know why he loves those guys? Because any one of them would take a bat to your head if he asked them to, That's and right. they wouldn't even ask you questions." And he's step, like, "That's called loyalty." Yeah, step out in traffic. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Get hit and, by a car. 
take know, a, bullet. a lot of us don't know what that's like because we don't have a lot. A lot of us don't have people like that in our life. But the fact that they do and that they kind of breathe that, I think is is interesting and cool and something maybe I wish I had. I mean, I don't want to have someone if I said, "Hey, I need to hide a body." They'd be like, "Cool, let me get my gloves and some trash bags." But, so, but, so but what I'm what I'm hearing here <laughs> is that you want me to take a bullet for you. No, when no, the no. time comes, is that yeah. hey, I'll be more than happy to step into harm's way unless you had a fucking coming. Yeah, you had a right. fucking coming, right. you're gonna get it. You're exactly. gonna get whacked. Exactly. You know what? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Quit being a dumbass. <laughs> no, and that's one thing I really appreciated about this movie is that the loyalty that was bred through the situation, but then the, at the end. Uh, I mean, not so much. Where not did, so much. Where did all this loyalty go that Man, we talked about? It just kind of went out the window. Yeah. But not for everybody. No. And we'll get to that. Yeah. So John Conlon, played by Joel Edgerton. He did good, good performance job. as well. Yeah, I like Joel. That's another thing I'm going to say. Great ensemble cast. Yeah. You got Benedict Cumberbatch. You got Joel Edgerton. You got uh, Johnny Depp. You got Roy Cochran. You got, uh, uh, who am I missing? Peter Skarsgård. Peter Skarsgård. Uh, uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. I didn't even know Kevin Bacon was in this movie. He did a good job. Yet, yet again, adding to his uh, 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 Pathanon of, uh, you've played the Kevin Bacon game, Six Degrees of Kevin oh, yeah. Bacon. I used to kill it at that. This is going to work it a lot easier for, oh, for actors God. today, for sure. Oh, for sure. Because I used could to do Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton were in The Warrior. Oh, speaking of which, little side note, saw... The preview finally for the Tom Hardy movie uh, Legend. Yeah. Oh God, I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see that for sure. Now, if I'm not mistaken, they've already made a film that adaptation of The Craze. I if, think so. If I'm not mistaken, it would uh, would have been in the uh, early '90s. I kind of trying to, to remember who was in that. We'll have to look it up. But okay. I'm pretty sure they did an I adaptation. Think you're right. Uh, but that looks really, yeah, really good. It so does. I'm looking forward to that. It does um, for sure. I'm not sure when that comes out, but we need to put that on the list for okay. sure. It'll be and actually, you know what? Clayton asked me about that. Did he? Uh, and he wanted us to make sure that we went and saw that. To, okay. So I mean, to, if he's if he's over somewhere, he we're started not gonna, basic. We're not going to wait on him. We're not going to wait on him. No, but he started basic. Yeah. Uh, he's doing good. Yeah. Um, he hates everybody. Yeah. But whatever. Well, but that. So what's changed? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. We knew that already. <laughs> we know you're better than everybody else. We get it. Yeah. So uh, Joel Joel gets his promotion. I'm sorry. What, uh, Frank Connolly. John. John. Connelly. John Connolly. Yeah. Get it right. Sorry. John Connolly. Joel he gets. He, he gets into the Fed. He's a Fed, and he gets he gets promoted. Ba- moved back to Boston. Yeah. And his tasked with taking down the mafia in boston and he comes up with a stellar because idea that's in some, theory yeah it's something he's wanted to do since he was a kid growing up in boston being well, on the south side you know back you, in the 70s you don't you don't much like the mafia you don't another little side note okay historically now that we have the ability we've got hindsight yes if you really and we don't need to do this now but if you really kind of looked at the whole mafia situation, mm-hmm. you probably could have made an argument that what he was trying to do didn't need to happen because the mafia probably. was already kind of t- tailing off. Truly. And was yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. on the way out. Uh, so it's interesting. That's just a little side note. Yeah. Uh, I'm with a, you. A little context around that. However, he come up with a great idea. It, well, a, a new idea. 
We'll call it new idea. Okay. I don't know, like great. A nice little partnership. Yeah. So basically, he wanted Whitey, Jimmy. They call him Jimmy. Let's Jimmy. call him Jimmy. Jimmy. I'm afraid he's going to come get me yeah. now. Jim. Because you don't call him Whitey. No, I don't call him Whitey at all. Uh, he, hey, you come be an informant for us. We're going to give you protection. Right. Because we need to take down the mafia. Yeah, and you... You can do whatever street. you want. Yeah, you know where stuff is. But hey, no, no, hey, no, no drugs, no murdering. Yeah. You None of that stuff. You can't kill anybody. Yeah, don't be killing folks now. Yeah, that's not okay. You're killing me. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he adhered to that so well. Nah, he, I don't think he took direction well. Uh, but brilliant in theory. What a good way to take something down and to get somebody that's on the inside, that's someone's competition, that knows you know what's going on, sure. get that intel. Yeah, absolutely. Great idea. Yeah. I'm not so sure I agree with it in any kind of practice because, you know, if we're not careful, we're going to get into that whole end justifies the means conversation. And that's that's not always. Yeah, the end doesn't always justify the means. I would say rarely, rarely, rarely. I mean, if you do it the right way, the end justifies the means. Right. But I mean, whenever you use the word, when you use the word justify, you're probably doing something you shouldn't. Yeah, because you're trying to Justify. make a justification, yeah, yeah. you know, and I think right is right regardless, right? Agreed. I don't have to fucking justify doing Agreed. the right. Agreed. Because <laughs> everybody knows it's the right thing. Right. Um. So, yeah, he didn't adhere to that. And he came up with, so Jimmy came up with a, the, the right idea or a bright, the bright idea of, okay, we're going to part, we're gonna, I'm going to be an informant, what, if that's what you want to call yeah, it. I'm going to inform. That's right. Right. We're going to let them do all the dirty work. Yeah. Let them get the mafia out of my way because I hate those guys. Get them out of the way so I can move in. And he didn't rat on any of his guys. No. All he did was talk about was the mafia. Because the mafia was big for I mean, not mafia. uh, That concept, ratting uh, on someone, that's not something you do. That's not okay. No. Uh, So that's kind of how it plays out. The uh, FBI does his dirty work. He moves in. He gets big. They're making money hand over fist. And then lines get blurred. They get real lines blurred. Lines get blurred real quick because you. that's when John and Jimmy start to go from instead of FBI, mob, I mean, FBI organized They got real crime, pally. Real pally. Because like, they were friends since they were kids. They started to having dinner at each other's houses, going on trips together to go Miami on. and yeah. stuff like that. What's up with that? How's yeah. that okay? How is that okay? That's not okay. You know, and he and his wife even commented on it. I loved that scene. That was a good scene. When the wife was like, you're walking different. It's just like ever yeah. since you partnered up with Jimmy. You're walking different. You're walking different. Why am I walking different? I can see it. I can see it in It's you. his wife. She knows. She, yeah. You, she knows. You've got this nice new suit that you wear all the time. These boots, these cowboy boots that he just were ridiculous. <laughs> but whatever. You've got these cowboy boots and you just, you're carrying yourself different. Yeah. And you can tell. And it's like his, he felt like he was doing some good and maybe he wasn't doing as much good as he thought he was. So let's get into Johnny Depp's performance. I think we've kind of encapsulated yeah, uh, the, movie. The, the main plot. We could probably touch on some more stuff. Well, yeah, later. we'll get to it. Yeah. But what is what really makes this movie work? And I have to say it's Johnny Depp's performance. Johnny Depp is one of the few actors, I think, today who can carry a whole movie by himself. And I'm not saying that he did in this, Mm -hmm. but if he was the only one that had done the performance, I think the movie still would have been successful. 
did it, a great job. Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting because uh, as far as box office draw, uh, prior to the Pirates of the Caribbean movie franchise, he, he, he wasn't. wasn't. No. He wasn't. And, and and you can't say that he was. No, you can't. Uh, can you say that he was respected? Absolutely. Yeah. Can you say that uh, uh, he, I mean, he's a great actor, but, but. I think a lot of people are irritated by the whole shtick that he does in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's like, hey, you know, he's got to pay the bills. And it's great. I I still think that's a great performance. It's a great character. Uh, It's a great character. And he's made it unique. And he's just weird. He's just quirky. That's just the way he is. But he wasn't weird and quirky in this. And he was really terrifying at times. Um, Yeah. to, ca- to capture the different emotions yeah. uh, and giving that character depth, which I really felt that he did. Um, yes. He wasn't just some guy that was a force of nature. This was a character that he, the way that he played it, he he gave us a full range of emotions. Mm-hmm. He showed us that even though this guy was villainous, he was human. Yeah. He did love. I don't think he loved a lot of people, but like he loved his son. There was two people that they, he loved because his son died. Well, himself, no, for well, sure. His son died <laughs> and then his mom died yeah. within a couple oh, of years. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then the, they even said in the movie, they're like, he just he was never the same. He was never that. the same after that. He didn't give a shit about anything. Yeah. You know, and the house was so quiet. It's never been so quiet. Yeah. You know, you know, and how it's can, a very moving scene. And how can you not love your mom? And you know, he's losing it, Jen, to his mom because he loves his mom. She's like, "Come on." Well, well hold on. He 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 got home late. You know, he he comes rolling in the morning. Yeah. His mom wants to play a hand of Jen, and he's like, "I'm tired, mom. I want to take a nap." She's like, "One hand." He plays with her. Yeah, of course. Who does that unless you love unless you care about somebody? Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I need to sleep, but no, no, it's okay. Hey. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play any letter win. Yeah, letter win. You know, spend time with your mom. Absolutely. And uh, and and you know, he really loved his boy too. And uh, yeah, that's kind of a tragic thing. One of the most important scenes I think was early on in the movie when they're having breakfast. That was such a great scene. They're having breakfast, and mom's like, uh, "Okay, I don't remember the kid's name, but he's like, not uh, you know, what happened in school today? Oh yeah." Uh, some kid drew on my page and I smacked him around, right? And I, yeah. got, I got in trouble. Uh, did you get in trouble because you hit him? Or did you get in trouble because someone saw you hit That's him? That's right. So he said, let me explain something to you. You didn't get in trouble because you hit that kid. Yeah. You got in trouble because someone saw you hit that kid. Right. So you need to worry about <laughs> when... And where it's you right. hit that kid. That's right. And mom's Nothing like, Nothing wrong I, with hitting that kid. Uh, mom's like, I don't know if these are the things we need to be telling him. He's like, oh, it he, is. He shifted immediately and said, oh, no. This is real Just life. Just that look. Yeah. You guys like, oh, this is exactly the fucking thing. Yeah. This is real life. he needs to know. Yeah. And honestly, that is an important lesson. You know, oh, is that what you teach your kids? Oh, I certainly don't teach Smack my kids. Smack the shit out of people. Uh, no, just make sure people aren't looking. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. But you need to understand that you know people are gonna treat you like shit, and sometimes it's okay to retaliate. Maybe not. I'm not saying physical violence. I'm not encouraging violence. I think what you're trying here. Here's what I. Here's what I'm hearing. Don't encourage violence. That's here's, not what I'm doing. Here's what I'm hearing. Here's what I'm hearing. People are gonna fuck with you. And you're gonna have to smack people around sometime. Yeah, and but they're but you're gonna get in trouble. There's gonna be consequences for standing your ground. Yeah, well, I mean, you look. So you need to be prepared to deal with to, the consequences. To, to stand up for yourself and yes. your rights 
And I think essentially that's what I'm hearing. Like, and I always like when my kids get in trouble at school with it, and, I'm, and they're like, I'm like, what happened? Which like is a, daily, pretty much, yeah, right? But, so, like, a kid came up and he was picking <laughs> on me and pushing me, and so I just got mad and I pushed him back and I got right. caught. And I'm like, that's usually how it happens. Yeah. The person who instigate doesn't get caught. You right. just get caught retaliating. It's it's the second guy gets the flag and always every so time. I always tell him, I'm like. I'm like, okay, that's, I understand that. That's understandable. I wish you hadn't done that, right. but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. You know, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge that. Yeah. I think it's important to acknowledge that. But in this scene in particular, it was very chilling. Especially, what, a six-year-old? Very chilling. He's telling a six-year-old yeah. kid, hey, it's okay to do what you did, right. but it's not okay to get caught. And, and That's what like, he's saying. He's like, this little, don't ever get caught. I forget what he called the kid. He's like, that little prick is picking on you. <laughs> I was like, wow, you're talking about a five-year-old. Um, and then later on, the kid gets sick. Mm-hmm. Mom, uh, I guess he had a fever. Mom was giving him aspirin. The kid gets rise syndrome, which, which is a big thing back in the day. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people didn't know. A lot of times, kids get chicken pox, mm-hmm. and they're they, you know they get that fever, and you give them that aspirin. They're too young; their body can't handle it, yep. and it turns them into a vegetable, basically. Yeah. And so he lost his son, yeah. and so brain dead. I, yeah, and so I thought that was a good uh, a, a good thing to be in the movie to kind of give that character some depth because he really loved his son, and mom was like, "Hey, no, I can't see my baby like this." Right. I pull the plug pull myself. The plug. And yeah. he was like, what the fuck what? did you say? What the fuck did you just say? Really? How could you say that? So he would turn. Yeah. His his character would turn like that. Uh, he would go to, not necessarily easy going, but just not. Just didn't give a shit about anything. Right. To all of a sudden, like, I'm going to, I'm going to kill yes. you mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah. He would. He was like always bubbling right at the surface, and it took it would take one thing to push one him little over the thing. Edge. And I think he did that so well. It's yeah, like he was right at the breaking point, and if you pushed him over that edge, he's gonna fucking snap. Because not a big guy, no. not a big guy, not a young guy either. No, um, that bar scene where a guy was talking smack to him, and yeah. he got up and said, "You want to go? We'll go right now. Take your best shot. Take your best shot, but you you better yeah. fucking put me out because when I get up." I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> awesome. Um, he's like, do I fucking look worried? I mean, come on. You know, and so you don't have to be the biggest guy in the room. You just have to have the biggest attitude. And Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes for sure until someone calls your bluff. Uh, but we don't this, But we don't need to get in. Who hey. says it's bluffing? Oh, he ain't bluffing. I'm pretty sure Whitey could have handled <laughs> business right there. I think he could have yeah. too. I think he could have too. Hey, so do you think that um, this performance is Oscar worthy? No. Now I don't no. either, and and I think it's great, yeah. But I think it's too early in the year yet. I think we got too, I think we got too many, too much of the year left to call it this early. The thing, the thing for me about Oscar performances too, mm-hmm. is I feel like it has to be across the board a good film. It's very rare. I agree that, that. you see. I agree with that. That you see an awesome. It's got to be a great film with great performances. If it's just great performances, it's kind of a lacking story. I, I don't know that it's going to be Oscar even contention, but that's me. And it was uh, Scott Cooper, the guy that directed this. Was it Scott Cooper? Yeah, Scott Cooper. Uh, the only two other movies that he's directed were Out of the out Furnace. Of, out of the Furnace. I wanted to see that, okay, but I never did. 
I haven't seen it either. And then Crazy Heart with Jeff Bridges. Which I also wanted to see. I did too. And Never did. shame on us, we've not seen either of those. Okay, in our younger days prior to Inthcast, we there was a lot of movies we wanted to see that we didn't see. And I feel like we've done better now <laughs> seeing movies. I feel like we followed through. I can agree with that. seen more movies this year than I've seen in like the last Ever. 20 combined. Ever. No, and it's not a bad thing. Right. Uh, so maybe we need to go back and take a look. You know, we probably need to do in an all episode. Our free time. Yes. <laughs> God. Uh, well, maybe we'll talk about that too. Maybe. We don't really have a lot of free time. No. Uh, it's a good problem to have. Well, and every good problem to have. People always tell me they're like, "How do you do anything? You, you're so busy." I'm like, yeah, "I don't know." Uh, uh, who who said I was? Yeah. Do you I've ever people- sleep? No. No. Sleeping's no. for pussies. Right. Exactly. Basically, pussy ass bullshit. That's that's right. Um, that's how I approach every day. Yeah. That's a, I get up as my feet are hitting the floor. I was like, well, we're going to handle this pussy ass bullshit. Right. right. I'm going to go to bed um, tired tonight. Promise you that. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe we'll do maybe an episode here for too much longer. Or maybe we'll do one where we catch up on stuff that we yeah, haven't we've seen Yeah, we talked about doing that. Movies um, movies that we should have seen that we didn't. Yeah. And uh, if you if you guys have any ideas, uh, you know, throw out some suggestions. Um, I mean, there's not a ton that we should have seen that we haven't. But yeah, no, not a ton. But please, if there's one that you really think that we should have seen that we didn't, that maybe we didn't catch or a lot of people didn't catch, we'd love to yeah. hear it. Kind of like a maybe diamond in the rough, something like a, like a gem. A hidden gem, mm. a sleeper, like Primer. Yeah, I, you know I haven't seen. You've seen Primer. Though. Love Primer. I do want to see Mister Nobody. Oh, I know yeah. that's on Netflix. Sure. Um, there's a there's a couple of sci-fi movies that I want to see that didn't really uh, make it at the box office. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. Sorry. So no, I agree. Oscar worthy performance. No. No. And Black Mass. I like I said, I enjoyed it. I recommend it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, go see it. See it. Yeah. Go see it. Especially with the movies. Do you like are, criminal? Do you like yeah. you like mob movies? Of do you like mafia movies? Do you like uh, anything with a criminal element? Absolutely. Go see it. Yeah. Go see it. And it's it's worth seeing just for Johnny Depp's performance alone. Absolutely. But I mean, Absolutely. don't don't be expecting any any. Don't. I don't think it's in the top ten, maybe even twenty of organized crime movies. Maybe not. What's your okay? Are we gonna? Do you want to move? Well, you but you've you've laid the groundwork. You you put the segue in. I did. That was a great segue. That was an awesome segue. I'm proud of it. Um, I mean, I can just jump to my favorite. Do you want me to jump to my favorite? Yeah, let's just talk about favorites. My favorite. I've got two. Um, Goodfellas. Oh God, yes. Goodfellas, and then God, yes. Such a good movie. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that movie, and I—that's one of the movies that I go back and watch. Where I'm like, "What Goodfellas is on? What you've never seen Goodfellas? Okay, now yeah, let's watch Sit Goodfellas. Down. Yeah. Sit, oh, it's on TV. Sit down. Let me educate you, yes. child. You know, you need to see this. Um, I like The Godfather. I'm not going to put that up there because I think they're too long for not too long. That came out wrong. I think they're excellent films. But there's not one that I'm just going to watch over and over and over. I kind of have to be in the mood to watch The Godfather you know, or Godfather 2. It's funny I hear you say that because I feel the same way. You need to watch it. Oh, if you've not seen The Godfather. Not seen it. What's I don't, wrong with you? Please. Yeah. Please do that as soon as possible. But I don't know if I would want to sit through it again 
after yeah. seeing it. I mean, I've seen it several times, but it's not one of those ones where like Tombstone or Braveheart or Gladiator or uh, Goodfellas uh, it comes yeah. on. It's like, okay, no, this yes. is what I'm doing for the next couple hours because yeah. it's on. You know, I got to watch it. Right. Uh, it's but not, if Goodfellas it's not, on, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's immensely watchable. Yeah. It, immensely watchable. And I, I would actually submit that out of all the uh, mafia movies, all the mob movies, mm-hmm. uh, I say that because Black Mass really isn't a mob movie. It's not mafia it's movie. More of an it's, organized it's organized crime. crime yeah. You know? Yeah. Goodfellas is my favorite. Yeah. It, it just, it, it's just, I don't know. It's just my favorite. Joe Pesci in it that opened movie. so perfectly. Yeah. All I ever wanted to be when I grew up was be a gangster. Yeah. Oh, shit, it's on. Yeah. Oh, it's on. But this is what we're in for. Okay, uh, sign me up. It I'm, completely I'm sets the go. tone with that first line. Yeah. And it's just an amazing ride from there on out. And some of the scenes, though, in that movie are just... Like, my favorite scene is probably where uh, Joe Pesci's character is like, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean I'm funny? You said yeah. I'm funny. What do you mean I'm funny? You mean, you mean ha-ha funny? Like, 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 like a clown? Like a clown? Like a fucking, I, fucking like, clown to like you? Like I amuse you? What, the, what, the, what yeah. the fuck did you mean? What did you say? That whole scene, you're because if you've never seen it before, you're like, oh my God, he's about to go ape shit on That's his right. friends. That's right. This guy. Yeah. I, I almost had him. <laughs> I almost had him. But that movie, I think, is awesome. And then also, I really enjoyed The Departed because it has Matt Damon mm, in it. Fucking Matt Damon. No. Really? No. That's really? Not, that's not why. I just really, I like that movie, and I feel like that's the best organized crime movie that's come out in a while. Hmm. And the acting in that movie with Leo, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, just everybody in that movie. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh. Mark Wahlberg oh, finally wow. got to play his boss there himself. You there you, you go. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I enjoy that movie a lot. I, I mean, I know it's based off of a Korean, uh, an Asian film originally, and mm-hmm. everybody says that that version is better. I disagree. Maybe. I disagree. I've seen both, and I think The Departed is better. Okay. That's fair. But um, I really enjoy that movie. And then if I'm just going to watch one for fun and for kicks, I really like The Town. <laughs> I don't know the why. Town. I don't know why. Okay. Just every time I see it, there's a one scene where Ben Affleck is talking to a guy, and he's like, what do you call somebody that uh, that a community accepts, grows up with him, and then he becomes a cop? I call that person a rat, you know, and he's ratting and coming back to this uh, Black Mass movie. I really enjoy that movie. It's not a great movie. It's just fun. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So um, what would be your favorite Johnny Depp movie or maybe his best performance? That's, that's that, a, I guess that's two different things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a tough question. Um, I really like Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, if you, and if you're going to talk about mob movies that he's been in, I think Donnie Brasco is a better film. I think, it, I think his performance in this one is better, mm. but I think Donnie Brasco overall. is a better film mm. overall for sure. You got sure. Pacino. Yeah. How can and you go wrong any, there? any organized crime movie. Ooh, uh, yeah. Ooh, funny. Just funny. That guy's funny. Um, and he's a lower level uh, guy in uh, Donnie Brasco. He's not like a boss. Yeah. Well, which I mean, is he's interesting. He's infiltrating the mob. 
yeah. working for yeah. the FBI. No, I'm talking about Al Pacino. His oh, yeah. character, he's kind of like a... He is for sure. It's kind of an interesting... Which uh, is why he doesn't catch the fact that Donnie Brasco is very obviously an FBI right. informant. You know, uh, that's that's a good point. I think overall, Donnie Brasco is, is, is probably a better made movie. Uh, but you're dealing with something that's a little more fiction than something that was based on true events. But I think, I think you're right. I think overall Donnie Brasco would be better superior. Yeah. Um, I really like him in, um, Sweeney Todd, (laughs) but I'm a fan of musicals, but okay. In general, but Sweeney Todd, I think is a great film. Even if you don't like musicals. And I think he did a great job in that movie. What'd you think of Blow? <laughs> he did awesome in that movie. Yeah. Um, I don't like that movie. A movie makes me uncomfortable for some reason. I, I think it's supposed to. Yeah, it's just one of those movies where you watch <laughs> it and the whole time you're uncomfortable. And his relationship with Penelope Cruz in that movie, you're just like... Mm. But it's another one of where he, you can tell he really loves his kids and that's kind of his focus. Yeah. And that's why he did one more job is so he could provide for his kids and then he gets busted and you're like, yeah, that's just shitty. <laughs> that's just shitty. What you, What about you? What's your favorite Johnny Depp performance? Um, well, I, I think uh, my two my two favorite uh, for – and I, I really try to put as much thought into this as I could and I really came down to two. It's just a lot of them that are really, really – good performances because he's kind of all over the place, right? Sure. He, he, I mean, he was a friggin' tusk for crying out loud. And, and he's he in gr- the new one, Yoga Hosers. Yeah. And yeah. he did the same character. Yeah. Gee LaPointe. Yeah. <laughs> and he did great in those. He did great in those. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, I think he's having fun and I love to see that. I love to see any, any actor just yeah. get out there, leave it all out. He wants to make a movie with his L- daughter in it. L- go ahead. Do it. Leave it out on the stage. Don't just, you know, go get, take a movie just for the paycheck. I mean, he doesn't need any more money, but, uh, just, I would hope not. But so it, it, it's interesting to, to see that he'll do some things and he doesn't give a shit no. uh, what people think of him. You know, right. a lot of actors don't do that. And I appreciate that about him. But I if I had to narrow it down to two movies, I'd say my runner up would be in second place. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. OK. That's just a trippy fucking movie. That movie is trippy. And he was tripping balls in that movie. The whole whole thing. The whole time. I agree. And so I I like, it's, I don't know. There's something about that performance. He was just so twitchy. Uh, I felt like he really captured the essence of what that story was about. Mm -hmm. Um, If if you're not a fan of Hunter S. Thompson's work, you may not appreciate it. it's a Terry Gilliam film, so you Which know is why we appreciate we it. We appreciate yeah. it. It's very visually stunning. Always, uh, it's a it's a mind fuck of a movie. Every it really you is. say Benicio, Terry Gilliam, you know it's going to be a mind Benicio fuck. del Toro was anything he's into. Wacky you're just in that like, movie. What, the, what is this guy? Uh, but I, overall, Depp's performance in that was uh, pretty stellar. Yeah, it was pretty stellar. But there's one movie on my list, and. This I'm, may just be a personal preference I'm based on based on when it came out uh-huh. and what I was doing at the time, working in a video store. Oh, okay, okay. 
being a film aficionado, even if it's let me get douchey, yeah, for a minute, yeah. Uh, let me let me get my brie. <laughs> let me get some brie. I don't like brie. Nobody likes brie. It's too nobody likes brie. It's too, if you like brie, you're lying. It's too loose. <laughs> it's too. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there. <laughs> Edward. Oh, okay. It's a very nuanced performance. Yeah. In a very nuanced movie about possibly the worst, about the director of possibly the worst movie, well, what's considered the worst yeah. movie ever made. Yeah. Um, just how he captured the essence of his character, Ed Wood, the way that he consistently, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to kind of put my finger on it. It's just, I think maybe my context is skewed because of my appreciation of that film when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's okay. I think a lot of people can say that. I think sure. I, I've, I've found sometimes I go back and I watch things. I'm like, this maybe I, up. maybe I liked it a little more than I thought I did or, mm-hmm. or, 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 or I'm excited to, to sit down and watch something with someone and say, oh, you really got to check this out. Right. And I watch it with them and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. This, this is garbage. hot garbage. But every time I watch Ed Wood, it holds up. Really? Um, absolutely. I haven't watched it in a long time. Martin Landau. Sure. Uh, and I, of course, I know we're talking about Johnny Depp, but I feel like performances a lot of times feed off of each other. And Martin Landau being w- one of the best supporting acting roles in a long time. Yeah. Uh, especially when this came out and I'm trying to remember what year, 94, it came out in 94. Yeah. 94. And wasn't, uh, Bill Murray's in that too, right? Bill, <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Bill Murray's yeah. in that. <laughs> um, great movie. Great movie. Doesn't get okay. a lot of, um, doesn't really get a lot of, uh, uh credence. No, it and a lot of people just kind of dismiss it. It is Tim Burton. A lot of people say it's outside of the norm for him, but uh, Newsflash, yeah, everything he does is outside, is outside of the norm. the norm. A lot of movies he's done lately kind of sucked. Yeah, and so I, I've not even seen Dark Shadows. I don't want to, and I don't want to. Um, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of Alice in Wonderland. No, uh, I, you know. It was He's okay. Crazier and crazier, and and sometimes I think he does things just to be crazy, and that's like Charlie I and the Chocolate Factory that. and that kind of stuff, yeah. you which know. was also Johnny Depp. Yeah, of course. Uh, so those are my top two favorites. I feel like we missed. I'm surprised neither one of us said Edward Scissorhands. Eh. It's kind of like his first big role, you know. That was his he first. Was, big he was role. in like Platoon, I think, like real, real quick. Mm, yeah, that's right. He was, but I think that's his first big role. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that film is maybe a little. Overrated. What were you thinking? I was going to go uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or Private Resort. No, is that what? No. <laughs> Those are my top two. I thought because because Private you were Resort go, was uh, him in Lone uh, Ranger. 
private resort was him and uh, Rob, uh, the guy from um, no the not. TV series. What was the name of the TV series? Uh, had him and Janine, not Janine Turner, Janine Garofalo. No, what was the name of that series? Oh, I'm dying here. Not picket fences. That's something else. Uh, something to do with Alaska. What movie are we talking about? Uh, Private Resort. It was one of uh, Johnny Depp's first uh, movies, like his second or third movie. Uh, had uh, Hector Elizondo was in it as did well. You really? Oh God. Yes, it did. I've never Rob, seen Private Resort. Rob, not Rob Lowe. Rob, not Rob Thomas. That's the singer. Rob. Uh, what was his name? Rob Morrow. Rob Morrow. Yeah. What was the name of the series Rob Morrow was in? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Where are we? Are you cheating and looking? I'm up? totally cheating. Rob Morrow. It was uh, had something to do with uh, Alaska. It had uh, that the the real pretty, uh, real cute girl Janine. Uh, Northern exposure. Northern exposure. Okay. You cheated, but big time. That did is I it. cheat? <laughs> big time. Did I cheat? That's it. That's it. You're welcome. Was it, oh Janine Turner? Janine Turner. I was right. Janine Turner. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good for her. All right. So Black Mass. See it. Yeah. Definitely check it out. If you're going to definitely the theater, check it's it worth out. Worth seeing. Not the best movie in the world, but not the worst either. No, it's better than a lot of we've seen. Okay. So what are we going to do next? We do, we uh, do the metal minute, or we should do the metal minute. Let's do it. You want to start? Or you want me to start? You start. All right. So metal minute. The Metal Minute. There we go. Sorry, I had to do it. Uh, metal Allegiance is the name of the album yes, that we want to talk about. And it came out, I want to say, what, a couple weeks ago? Yes. All right. Within the month. Yeah, it's, it's two, three weeks old. Okay. So the main guys behind Metal Allegiance, which they don't – call them a super group if you want. Uh, but yeah, but that's kind of like meh. Yeah. No. Um, it's uh, Danny Elfson. Yes. Bass player. M- uh, bass player. M- Mike Portnoy. Yes. With uh, drum yes. player with uh, Dream Theater and most recently Winery Dogs, which yeah. is a great band. But more Dream Theater. Yeah. People know him from Dream Theater. And then they should know him from Dream the Theater. third guy, uh, Skolnick. Yeah. Is it, am, am I right? I think that's The right. guy from Exodus. That sounds right. Is that right? Yeah, I think I should right. know these things. You should. So basically, they get together and they bring uh, other musicians, and basically, they have a, a, a leads, a different lead singer come in to uh, sing uh, each of the songs they have. I think it's like a 10, 10 song CD, right? Uh, but it's a very much a throwback. Uh, none of this new metal crap. None of this sludge metal. What do you, you don't like death new metal? metal. You're not a fan of new metal. It, some groups. Some of it, okay. okay. I think a lot of bands today come out and get wrongly labeled as new metal. I feel like it's kind uh, of a catch-all. They're yeah. like, I don't. This isn't really fit in one of the metal labels that we have already ready-made. So we're just gonna call it new metal. I had a I had a, a piece of paper. Did you throw it all down? I threw it all stack? on the ground. Okay, so you can reach down and get it. I can reach down and get it, but if I do that, you're gonna have to talk. I don't mind talking. Okay. What do you want me to talk about? Uh, so I really okay. Before I do that, okay. I like I like the album overall. Yeah. And I think it's worth purchasing just because I think you have to support 
Anything new in metal. Anything new in metal that's good. Yes. And there's too many good artists involved with this to not support it's it. It's kind of like it's got a who's who in the metal community. Yeah. We've got it. This It opens up with Gift of Pain. Randall. Randall. I mean, if you're a fan of Lamb of God, you're going to like that first track, okay. Gift of Pain. And I think it's a great way to start the album. I mean... And I agree with you. I lo- I think you should buy it. It feels kind of almost like a sampler album. It's like a sampler album played by the same band. But I think that's good for the members of the actual band because it shows how versatile they are and what talented musicians they are, that they can play different styles of metal and it still be excellent on every track. Like There's never a question about the tightness of the band and the musical arrangements in this album, which I appreciated a lot. So here we go. Go for it. We got contributions from past and present members of Megadeth, Testament, Dream Theater, Lamb of God, Slayer, Exodus, Mastodon, Pantera, Trivium, King's X, Hatebreed, Sepultura, Machine Head, Anthrax, Lacuna Coil, The Dillager Escape Plan, Periphery, Death Angel, Judas Priest, Ice Earth, and Arch Enemy. Yeah. If you can't find a band in there that you like, then maybe you're then doing you don't it. like metal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just the the truth. You know, if like, you're a metalhead and you've not heard of any of those bands or don't like any of those bands, you're doing it wrong. If you haven't heard of all of those <laughs> bands, I mean, honestly, if you're a metal fan and you haven't heard of every single one of those bands, I question your metalness. Unfortunately, not every song on the album quite works agreed uh so i would say that there's at least three or four that really are awesome are really awesome they do a cover of uh we rock with our boy chris jericho yeah (laughs) singing on that that's right little y2j for you uh if you're not familiar that's a dio song so it was a nice little ode a little homage to the godfather of metal yeah and well, uh, for sure. it, it, let's see who sang on that one. We had uh, Tim Ripper Owens. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Chris Jericho. Yes. Uh, who else was on that? Um, I don't remember. Mark. Well, it doesn't doesn't matter. No, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It's a good track. Good it is track. a good track. Um, and then it was good to hear from. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Did you? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, my favorite track is Dying Song. It's got... Th- thank Phil. you. That's what... Phil? Phil Anselmo. Phil. Yes, yeah. there you go. That's what I was trying to say. It was okay. good to hear from Phil again. It was. His name just flew right out of my head. That's okay. That's okay. I've always appreciated it. He's not a brilliant singer. He's more of a vocal um, performer. Yes. I wouldn't say he's a singer necessarily is more of a vocal uh, i mean he's very recognizable oh, I knew, absolutely I, I didn't even have to look down at the track to be like oh that's phil as soon as that as soon as he started on that well track. the street cred you have to get from being have been in pantera yeah has to mean something yeah pa- pantera personal connection you know being from dallas that's where pantera's from and the, you know you know where their house is in dallas and everything and i've drove by it before for for some reason uh, my wife steph has it in her head that they're a Christian metal band. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. I was like, no, sweetie, 
That's like saying Lamb of God is a Christian band. I, at least that name makes a little sense in oh, that connection. I mean, we'll give her a break because she's probably never listened yeah. to. I, yeah, to a it's, single. It's okay. Yeah. I don't know. Did they do? Is a, that that Christian metal? Band? Is that that Christian? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's yeah. absolutely. Yeah. They sing. Yeah. Why should the devil have all the good music? <laughs> that's what they sing. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there were devils in the song, but I mean. And then there's a couple instrumental tracks where I, that I enjoy a lot because every now and then on a metal album, it's good to have an instrumental track. Absolutely, just to just to hear people kind of show off and what they're capable of. And it's nice to when you're driving and cruising. Just to sometimes you don't need to hear words to distract you. You just want to hear a good beat and a good groove all the way through. So I enjoy the album. I've listened to it more than once, and I'm going to keep listening to yeah, it even after sure. this metal minute. And I appreciate what they tried to do. It's just a, they got together to jam, and I, I like that musicians from different bands still do that, yeah. to think that you can get together and jam. Because when you're in high school, you meet someone, they're like, oh, yeah, I play the baseball. Like, hey, come over. We're just going to jam for a little while. And it's just fun. You're like, hey, we're going to do something in G. So you do your thing. We'll trade fours and then just see what happens. I mean, yeah, but one these of are, my favorite things. Yeah, but these are monsters in the genre. Monsters. Monsters. And... When you got, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, okay, but I, I have to. I, I'm I'm going to have to throw out there that most of these guys, at least from Elfson and Portnoy's perspective, are we are we going to maybe say top ten of all time for the instrument? I would say top two, really. Yeah, for for, for both. For really, both. okay. I, I would put Portnoy. I would probably put him at number one. Really? Yeah, I would. Before John Bonham? Yes. Really? Yeah, I would. Before Neil Peart? Yes. Ooh, we're going to get so much hate mail. Well, that's just my opinion. I think <laughs> I mean, Neil, don't, I think Neil Peart would be number two or 1A. Well, I mean, 1B. But I just, Mike Portnoy for straight up metal and the things that he does and just the beats that he comes up with and the way he keeps the rhythm and just the crazy things that he can do on the drums. Mm. And then especially on this album where it's so many different styles of metal and he's just there yeah. always as the Keep, bass. Keeping, it, just, it just shows you like this dude is amazing. And he's he is one, a beast. He's one he drummer of the year and drummer of the decade. And I think he was number one on like four or five lists for the okay. best metal drummer okay. ever. So that's my opinion. Ellison top two or three for sure. Okay. Maybe five, but I mean, I think he is just unbelievable when it comes to metal bass. No, I mean, I wouldn't put him in the top 20 bass players ever, but for metal, for the genre, yes. So what I understand is they started, before they made original material and released this album, they did a lot of covers. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? I mean, re-rock was really, really well done. Yes, it was. I would go to a. I would go to see them live to listen to them play nothing but covers. Oh yeah, I, I actually honestly, if they ever come through town, I would go see them. Absolutely, because to see the, that many giants in one building at the same time, yeah, no way, no yeah. way. It's once in a lifetime. Absolutely, once in a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, so very, very technically sound, very well put together. Mm-hmm. Not every. I think one of the detriments to it is that the, the one of the the novel things and one of the cool things is the probably the biggest detriment, which Absolutely. is the changing of the vocalist from song to song. I feel like the songs where it works 
it only works because of the vocalist. Yeah. But in the songs that don't work, it's would have worked. It's because of the vocalist, yeah. right? So that said, not every song on here is a winner. I almost would like to have heard them play with one lead singer for everything. I think they should do that next. I think they should do that. Yeah. Absolutely. We're like on the same wavelength here. Good. This is awesome. We, awesome. Oh, we very rarely agree. <laughs> Good podcast, bro. Whoa. We're on. We're yeah. on fleek. Yeah. It's on fleek. All right. yeah, We're whatever. on fleek right now. Whatever that Whatever means. we had, yeah. as soon as I said the word fleek, it's gone. just went out the window. No, but I agree with you. Like it, it kind of feels like a sampler, and it's almost like they're trying to figure out what works for them. And one, any of these singers, I think if they did a, a whole album with just one of the singers, it would be stellar. Yeah. And I think they wanted just. I want to hear more from. Them. Yeah, they I kind of included more. everybody to be like, yeah, this is just a big celebration of metal, which is cool. I, I love it. But I think musically, it would have been like if they did an album with one singer. I think it would be an amazing album, and I would I would buy it right now. The fact that they can get all those people to be part of the project, yeah, is maybe another example of what I like about the metal community. It's I didn't feel like there was a lot of prima donnas. It didn't I didn't yeah. feel like anyone was trying to overshadow anyone else. It was just like. We fucking like to rock. Yeah, we just want to get together, and, and we just want to get out, get together, music, yeah, and fucking wail. Yeah, and that's the vibe I got from it, and I appreciate right. that. Um, so that, for that fact alone, go give Metal Allegiance definitely a listen. If you're a metal sure. fan, you need to have this in your collection for sure. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. That was more than a minute. It's always more than a minute, but that's I, we just need okay. to call it the metal segment. Metal Minute just sounds cool. You know okay. Um, so are we ready to do the super fight? Sure. Or do we want to talk a little bit about uh, Night of Champions? Nah, let's just do this. No, fight. no Night of Champions Night at all? Night of Champions was awesome. Had a great time. Glad we went. Probably the last time we'll ever see Sting wrestle. Which is a shame. Glad Seth Rollins did walk out with both belts because we would have oh, never watched God. wrestling again. For sure. Which actually I was kind of hoping for because it's... You know, then we wouldn't have ever had to watch it again. I only watched it because my kids like it. I only watched it because your kids <laughs> like it too. That's the only reason I watch it. Hey, but, I'm over here on Mondays and we're like, well, this is the only thing on. Uh, but we got to spend some quality time with Lord Horstocles from Comical Podcast and a couple of his boys. And Good, that was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, that Solid, made it worth going for sure. Absolutely. Solid dude. Uh, you don't give give comical podcasts a listen. Yeah, yeah um, we talk about comics sometimes. They actually talk they, about comics. That's and they do it well. Yeah, they do. Um, all right, are we ready for this? I'm are ready. we ready? I'm ready. So the vote is in. <laughs> the vote is in. All three votes. It took a long time to count these votes. <laughs> It took. I mean, and I called for a recount immediately because <laughs> of how close it was. This, I lost my one vote. This which is, is bullshit. This is a dimpled Chad. <laughs> I want a recount. 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 When you lose by one vote, it's bullshit. Okay. Uh, so the vote is in. America has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> the Vampire Slayer has defeated young Justin Nubile. Justin Bieber. And the only reason, and I can't believe you knew off the top of your head that Justin Bieber had a cactus allergy. That really kind of bothers me. I didn't have, 
What do you mean off the top of my head? It's a known fact. How is I didn't know. You know what's uh cra- that's 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 why I didn't I didn't know. How is it a known <laughs> fact? I had no I idea. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We'll just, we'll just chalk it up as beginner's luck. Oh, is that How's what it that? Is? All right. So Justin Bieber gets retired. Thank God. I don't want to have to talk about that dude again. The vampire slayer will lose his sidekick in all of his powers. Oh, and so we tragedy strikes. Um actually I think in one way that you play it, you're supposed to keep your uh attributes, but did we not decide that we were not going to do it that we way? Just to make that. it a little more yeah, interesting. Just to make it fresh and new. Because a vampire slayer on a segue really isn't that exciting. No. But Justin um, Bieber throwing burritos is, right, is so, worse. So we first thing we need to do I need three new cards. Oh, ooh, that's right. You get I get all new cards. Oh, damn. You yeah. got three opportunities. Hopefully, to... you give me something better than that bullshit I got last week. Oh, that was kind of bullshit. It was. I had like a vegan and a bodybuilder and Justin Bieber. It was garbage. There are your three character cards. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> already, already, already. The faces you're making already. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Am I going down? No, you're not. Okay, here we go. Unless my attributes are just stellar. Let me give us three attributes. Come on, super fight. Okay. Come on, super fight. Are those for me? Those are for you. So you select one new character from your three white cards, one attribute from your three black cards. I have the Vampire Slayer, which is my character, which Mm -hmm. is carryover from last week. I get to select a new Attribute. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, you pick it? <laughs> All right. Do you have your attributes? I, I have my attributes. Um, so whenever you're ready, we'll flip over. I'll flip over my attributes. You'll flip over your character and your chosen attribute. Okay. Ready? Yes. One, two, three. No. And you have... A K, a K pop star. A K pop star. I'm, I'm going to stick with the pop star theme here. What is a K pop star? K pop is Korean pop. Because I was sitting here thinking J pop. No, I know no, no, what no. J pop is. No, oh, this it's even better. Korean pop. <laughs> Why are uh... okay? So you're staying within the realm of pop stardom. Oh yeah, you've gone from yeah metal. I, not I, just I, America. I don't know shit world. about metal. K-pop. <laughs> K-pop is worth that. All right. What's your attribute? We have... He has a magical unicorn horn. A ma- aren't all unicorns magical? Yeah, that's, a, unicorn that's a bit horns? redundant. It is, isn't it's it? It's a bit redundant. Well, wait a minute. But K-pop is, is nothing if not redundant. <laughs> okay. Wait. Hold on. Okay. We, we've got to remember that we choose another attribute oh yeah that, that's right well what, i didn't what's yours you're the oh vampire i'm sorry slayer. vampire slayer riding a flying narwhal oh so we've got horns yes it's the battle of the horns it's the right. battle oh. of the horns this battle is quite horned yeah super horny on the super <laughs> super horny <laughs> super that horny. Is comp- <laughs> so many people stop, stop. so many people are going to make a clip about how horny the nth cast is? Super, yes. Mm, so horny. And, and that's going to go viral. I hope so. 
I'm fine with it going okay. viral. There you go. Oh, there's your new attribute. Here's my new. Are you ready? Oh God. Boom. Ooh, I can super jump. And I made of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> K-pop star with a magical unicorn horn and made of paper. And I am Vampire Slayer riding a flying narwhal. Who can super jump. Who can super jump. Man, you can be so, fucking high. What, what, all right. How about you? Will Do, you present the opening but, argument? Well, but I'm the winner. How are the, you the winner? The, Oh, because you won I last won. time? I won. La- Where have you been? Okay, you're did talking you, about the winner last We week. did a recount. We did a recount. Were you not there for the recount? I was, and it You're didn't take long. dangling Chad? Yeah, my dangling ch- Whatever. You ever been to Chad? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would I have been to Chad? You've never been inside Chad before? <laughs> no, have you been inside Chad? Not recently. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, high school High school is kind of a blur. There was that one time. <laughs> At band camp. Okay, my K-pop star... First of all, K-pop, not J-pop. No, not J-pop. What? <laughs> Who gives a shit about J-pop? It'd have been better if this you would have got like baby metal because That's it's true. J-pop. Yeah, metal. I'm, I'm fine with baby Mash metal. Up. Yeah, I watch baby metal all the time. Do you? Yeah, that sounds dirty. <laughs> Slightly it's not, dirty. It's not dirty. It's not, not that. How is that dirty? How's it not dirty? Okay, okay. My K-pop star, big and they're Korea. not even of age. Or what? Fifteen, sixteen. Oh, and that's not why you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> For now. Yeah, that's true. Okay, my K-pop star. My K-pop star is an escapee from Northern Korea into <laughs> Southern Korea. I'm going to come up with a whole backstory for him. So he's able to fight through hardships and tough times and climb through this barbed wire fence that's 40 miles wide to get to <laughs> Southern Korea. And the reason he was able to do this is because he had a magical unicorn horn that gave him the ability to turn invisible and all these superpowers that you didn't even know K-pop stars had, which is why he's the biggest K-pop star ever, because he's been in North Korea, now he's in Southern Korea, so he's been through hardship. He's also made of paper, so you're a vampire slayer. Oh, shit. I'm just totally... I need to stop talking with my hands. You just need to go. Yeah. <laughs> he's made of paper, so your vampire slayer is not going to be able to hurt him because he's going to stab him with wood, which is technically all paper is anyway. Wood. So it's like he's just increasing his size because he's made of paper. So that's why my K-pop star would win. Fair. Thank you. Fair argument. I don't know if, if that means bullshit. <laughs> I had to come up with a ridiculous backstory. <laughs> I feel like we should redraw because yours is bullshit. I mean, my other ones were, were the other two: Cheetah, 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 and Jason. Why didn't you? Why would you not? There's obvious reasons. Why would you? There's obvious reasons. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. There's that. Yeah. But no one else knows about that. This is true. And so. I'm not going to tell anybody. Uh, just have a bad experience with Jason's. That's all I'm saying. Bad experience. I like, but I thought the K-pop store would be more entertaining. He's the inspiration for South Korea. Everybody wants to be this K-pop star. That's made of paper. Yes. That has a magical unicorn. Horn. The magical unicorn horn lets you know, makes him look real, even though he's made of paper. I think this whole this whole segment is the point where we lose half our listenership. That's why we put it at the end. (sighs) 
I mean, he would use what? Well, what? What would your guy do to my K-pop star? I don't think the Vampire Slayer has to do anything. Why I not? think he sees the K-pop star and says it's not worth my time. Oh, I'm gonna super jump up on top of my flying narwhal right. and just go somewhere just where there's somewhere. a worthy opponent. Oh, I, you're not even. You're a flea. You're you're nothing but a stench in my nostril. You should never underestimate the K-pop star. He has a magical unicorn horn. Redund- to, to do what? Redundant unicorn to do horn. what? To get out of North Korea? The, as a vampire slayer, I'm going to look at the K-pop star and say, you successfully made it to South Korea. Yes. Guess what? What? I feel like this segment needs to just die. Okay. So last Sunday, we didn't get to watch Fear the Walking Dead live because we were at Night of Champions. Which I think is probably the only acceptable reason not to watch it live. Absolutely. You know, pay-per-view comes through town. You got to check it out. Yeah. And the sting kids, was there. The kids love it. Oh, the kids love it. That's yeah. the only reason I do any of this. We stuff, all lost our it. voice. We I'm did. pretty sure I couldn't talk the next we day, did. which made everybody else happy. We, we think sting may never walk again. <laughs> I was, we're, I was we're not, concerned for him. We are. And we're not talking about sting from the police. We're talking about sting, the wrestler, right? Because sting, that was scary. The singer when, will never walk again because, because he's so worn out from yeah. the tantric sex. Ten, ten hours of lovemaking is maybe more than you why, can why handle at the you, age of 60. Why would you want to walk right. after that? I mean, I would be like, just wheel me around to my next sexual partner, and then I will pleasure that one for 10 hours. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was really terrifying when Sting fell. I was like, oh, he's hurt. Oh, he is, is, This isn't a shoot. Back. Yeah, yeah, and he was all wobbling. Yeah, buckle bombs are the bad idea. So, all in all, good night, good fun. Glad but it took away from our other love, which yes. is Fear the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to wrap this up. Go We're going to go check that out yeah. so we, re- we can record our next episode of Fear the Nth Cast. And if you haven't checked that out, definitely give it a listen. Please, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you like would, it. We would appreciate it. If you like what you hear on the Nth Cast, uh, what we call the Nth Cast proper, yes. uh, then I think you'll get a kick out of it. Go check it out. Uh, if, if If you're so inclined, if you happen to be on iTunes for whatever reason and you're looking at – you're looking at either of our podcasts, and if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that. We would that would be great because then you don't have to worry about uh, if you're going to miss an episode or if we decide not to record one. You'll just get the new ones when it comes. When it comes, yeah. You don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, easy. And if you're not if you're not too busy, go ahead and leave a rating review, please. Why not? You can be super honest. Tell us what you think and be honest. We're okay with Absolutely. it. Absolutely, we can handle it. We're grown. So go check that out. Yeah. And um, in the meantime, if you're going to do something, do it to the nth degree. His horn would be better than the magical unicorn horn? Probably. <laughs> I, would just I think we're reaching here. I think we're reaching hard. And, <laughs> and I, dec- I, w- I, I would had to be- come up with a backstory of my Korean pop star escaped from North Korea. 